Hello, my loves. Welcome to Sydney Campbell, the podcast. Um, I am a digital course creator, coach, podcaster, um, focused on helping women get paid to fulfill their life's purpose and follow their intuition. Um, in this podcast, I really love to do interviews with other women that have um, really been expanders for me to share their wisdom with you, um, share their inspiration with you, and also to do solo podcast episodes to share everything that I have learned along the way with you guys that have been beneficial for me, um, as well as continuing to share what I what I learn as I grow, um, because I'm growing all the time. Um, so I'm so, so grateful that you're here. Um, I hope that this podcast serves you, and let's jump in. Everybody, welcome back to another episode. Um, we have another beautiful, lovely light worker uh, here for an interview today. This is Tian Lee. So, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Just as a little bit of a background for people of how we came together was inside of Amanda Merritt's Business Accelerator back in what was that? The fall. Yeah. Yeah. The fall of last year. And I, I feel like all of the women that were in that collective, I was just so drawn to, and I. Mm-hmm. I've had many of you on the show, so I'm very excited to have you. Oh, really? That's awesome. I know. We like all formed this like connection sisterhood through it. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I know. Amanda's such like a powerhouse. I'm like, I just love her energy so much. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that stuff. All right, let's get in. Um, so I am Tian Lee, and I am currently in Huntington Beach, California. I actually grew up though in Tennessee. So I was born in California, grew up in Tennessee. And it's funny, I always had a pool to come out here and live. Like always, even as a kid, I would be like, I wanna live in California. My parents would always say like, you don't even remember it. You were so little, like you don't know. And I'd be like, no, I wanna live in California. Um, And so my senior year in college, I came out here for spring break stayed with my aunt. We did yoga. We like got fresh juice. We went to the beach. We were on bikes. Like we meditated and it was just, it was life-changing. And so I went back to Tennessee and I was like, that's the life I want. I want that life. Um, I was not currently living a spiritual life at that time. Um, I think our intuition is always there and it's always pulling us, but we never recognized it then as that's what it was. Um, And so I went back and I was like, I'd make this happen. So I finished school, packed my car up and moved out here. And I started, I worked in fashion in LA. um, And then I transitioned into yoga in 2014. My best friend passed away in a tragic car crash and it really woke me up. (laughs) Like I would say it really woke me the fuck up. And that's really how I was catapulted catapulted onto the spiritual journey. It was a big catalyst for me. And so I just, my spiritual journey started then and I started taking yoga. Then I got certified as a yoga teacher and I was actually on a yoga retreat in Thailand in 2015, where I got Reiki done for the first time. And it was, it was a girl that was on the retreat. So it wasn't like I went somewhere and got it. She was just a Reiki healer as well. And she was very intuitive. And I was slowly starting to get into all of this, the crystals, the sage, like really meditating, connecting to my higher self, my intuition. And so she was like an angel. Like I was just like, ah, I love it all. She had oils out everywhere. She came into my room. She did Reiki on me. And she told me, she's like, you have 
you have a calling in, in, in your, in your spiritual journey. Like this is more than you just finding yourself right now. I really feel like you came here to help heal. And so she really helped, um, ignite that within me. I think I was, I was already kind of feeling that, um, even in college, I always like, I'd majored in nutrition, but like halfway through, I was like, man, I should have done psychology. Like I just love helping people. So I always kind of had that pull. And so I came back from that retreat and started looking up Reiki, didn't know much about it other than, you know, whatever she was doing, you know, in my hotel room that night. And I found a, um, a center in Thailand and I fell in love with Thailand when I was there. Like, if you've ever been to Thailand, oh, so amazing. I highly recommend going. The land is just so loving and welcoming. And so I found a, um, a center out there. So I went back to Thailand a few months later, got trained in Reiki and then came back. And so I, when I came back, I really took off as a yoga teacher and a Reiki master. And I fell in love with that. Um, it was very much a part, I think, of my purpose um, at that time, especially yoga teaching. I think that's what kind of was the catalyst for me to come into coaching now. And so over the last four years of being a Reiki master and working one-on-one -on -one with clients, I would give them intuitive insight after the healing session. So I was kind of coaching my clients. They would get Reiki from me and then we would kind of have an intuitive session afterwards. I'd let them know what I picked up on, what was going on, and I'd give them practical tools and practices they could take home with them to help them through whatever blocks, wounds, um, or things that they were going through. And same with my yoga students. My classes were very emotionally led. And so I really encouraged my students to feel their emotions, to bring whatever they were going through in their life to their mat and work it out there. And so that was my approach in teaching. I had a very um, unique approach in my yoga teaching even. And so it was in 2019, I'm getting, <laughs> getting so confused on our years now. <laughs> we're in 2021, okay, think back. So in 2019, um, I also had a few life coaches myself. I decided, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to coach women and specifically women because I have struggled majority of my life with insecurities, with not feeling enough, with um, unhealthy relationships and toxic relationships and just a lot of things that women go through. I really feel like we are all more alike than we are different. Um, and if more of us would open up and be vulnerable, vulnerable with our stories, we would see that we're all... We might not have the same stories, but the emotions that we're dealing with are very parallel or very similar. Yeah. And so, um, you know, in most of the women, most of my clients that came to me for Reiki, most of my students in my yoga classes, they were all women and every, they connected with me on that emotional level. And I feel like that's so, so, so important for people's healing um, and expansion journey is really being connected on an emotional level. And so in 2019, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna move into coaching. I'm gonna take what I've learned, from my coaches, from just my, my experience um, and the trainings that I've had just in business and, and healing and in yoga teaching. And so I launched my coaching business and it was just something I was kind of doing on the side. I was still teaching yoga and I, was, I still had my Reiki business. And so I got my first client at the end of 2019. And then in 2020, <laughs> we barely got into the year and then the pandemic happened. And so I was no longer teaching yoga. Obviously, they all, they all closed down. But it was really, um, that was really profound for me because towards the end of 2019, I was feeling 
that I was being called to step away from yoga teaching, that that chapter had served my life, but there was all this guilt around my students and fear around how am I, you know, going to pay my bills. This was a huge chunk of my income every month. And so I was like, I'll just do it on the side and I'll just, you know, maybe transition once my coaching takes off, you know, that's, that's what we always, you know, we do, we want to wait for some, the confirmation before we take the leap. Um, But the pandemic actually forced me into that leap because I could no longer do my Reiki business, at least in person. I switched some of that over to online and I could no longer teach. And when I started putting all my energy into my coaching, it started to take off. And so it's just been a beautiful unfolding journey over the last year now. Wow. Oh my gosh. I think like this time last year is when everything went into lockdown. I think it was so, actually to the day. I think it was yeah, I think so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been in a, a really beautiful unfolding um, over the last year. And then towards the end of the year, I you know joined the business accelerator with Amanda because yes, her energy is just so magnetic. And I was like, if I'm going to be stretched by someone, I want to be stretched by her. She is the queen of all queens. Um, and I could feel myself stepping into that energy as well. And so, yeah, I just really started investing in myself and my business and it just started taking off. So I feel like that was confirmation and a, and a sign for me that this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I still very, very much incorporate Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. And so I still actually train and certify students to do what I do. And I do stuff virtually now. Um, but my main business now is my coaching business. And it's, it's really beautiful because I get to bring in Reiki with my clients. So they actually get to experience Reiki when they work with me. We do it, uh, sessions once a month. We do things over Zoom, you know, while they're moving through stuff on a call. So it's really beautiful how I was actually able to merge the Reiki with the coaching. Yeah. And I feel like even telling your story, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably. I feel like even just hearing your story, it's like your intuition was always there yes. and it's always guiding us whether we realize it or not. And I yes. really resonate with even what you said about when you were young and you're like, I want to move to California and your family's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you never, like, you don't, you even- don't even remember, like whatever, because I, yeah. like we, I, I've always felt called to Florida. Like that's always been like my, like where I know I'm going to end up and like everything. And my family's like, and everyone's like, why Florida? Florida's the worst. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I fucking love it there. Like, I just know in my soul that that's where I'm meant to be. And I feel like even just with the weather being nice today, it feels so good. Like, I'm like, this yes. is what I got, need to be in all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, or else, because my, like, it definitely takes a toll in the winter. And Same. even what you just said about, and again, it's, it's so parallel. And this is exactly why I like having podcast interviews and just talking to people who are like in this energy of being willing to share and are, you know what I mean? On the spiritual yeah. journey, on the personal growth journey, um, because with the whole thing with you saying like you stopped yo- like teaching yoga because of COVID and you were like stressing out and you were worried, but part of you also knew like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm ready for like this chapter is ending. And yep. it's like the surrender with that is huge mm-hmm. because I just took a job that is way less hours in nursing so I can pursue my business full time. Nice. I haven't really announced that with, to anybody on here. So <laughs> you guys now know that, but um, I felt this feel very similar. And it's like something mm-hmm. that I'm navigating right now is like that fear of like, like, oh God, like, you know, most of my money is coming from this thing. And, but I feel so called to this and it's mm-hmm. like, just, just surrendering to like, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Um, so question for you in terms of intuition, cause I feel like a big part of, at least for me, a big part of running my business is that I, everything needs to be based on my intuition. Like I, mm-hmm. 
I have learned from people and then realized that's not my jam in terms yes. of the masculine and like some of the sales stuff. And I'm like, this is just not feeling good at all. So I would love to hear, um, I guess how you tap into your intuition, what that feels like for you and like how you use that in your business specifically. Yeah. I love how you just so said about like, you realize things that you've been taught were not you, because this is also, it's so funny that this is also a huge realization that I've been having over the last couple of months because yeah. I've been sitting down with some of like the strategies and the things that I was doing. Yeah. And I finally like had to ask myself, like, do you really actually want to be doing this? You know, like, and my, my intuition, my soul, my heart was like, no, this just doesn't feel in alignment with me. This worked for these people. And I admire and respect that. Absolutely. But it's not working for me. It's I'm feeling drained. I'm not feeling authentic. Um, that, that, you know, the consistency, like everyone talks about consistency. And like one thing I heard in meditation, like a month, a month or two ago, when I was really starting to sit with all this was, um, quality over quantity. And so it was like, no, you don't, Tan, you don't have to show up every single day. You don't have to put your face on everything and always be talking about what you're doing. Like just be you more, you know, I started, it's funny because I started to take a more like professional, whatever the fuck that means approach into my, you know, cause I was like, okay, I'm becoming a coach now. Like it's a full time. Like, like, yes, I know. Yeah. You know, when I was like, no man, like the, the women that I work with, they love that. I, that I say, fuck, they love that. Like sometimes I, I show up with, no, with no makeup, you know what I mean? They love that. I like actually show my life and my stories and it's not all business based, you know, like they feel like they're in my world more when I am just showing my world more versus keeping everything business related, you know? Right. And I even kind of played around with the aesthetics on my Instagram. Like we're going deep into this, but I just want to be vulnerable about it in case somebody else feels the same way. Um, and then I started realizing like, ah, does it really matter that much? Like, let it be more intuitive. Post when you want to post. Post what you're going, like what you feel, not what you think you should be posting, not what you think people want to hear, not what you think is going to get the most engagement. Like post what you want to post. And so I feel like for me, really learning how I've been intuitive my entire life. And so prior to coaching, like I said, I did Reiki um, and yoga, but I also was reading tarot cards. And I used to on my Instagram, if you scroll back every Monday, I would do like a weekly reading. So intuitive readings really were something that I resonated with. I was, I'm very intuitive. I can pick up a lot on other people. I channel a lot of stuff, but taking it into my business is something I'm really learning how to integrate now. Um, because I, it's funny how like you can be super intuitive, but there's certain areas in your life where you're, I don't want to say you're more intuitive. You're just more intentionally going in your intuitive direction that way. Where in others, like in business, I was kind of starting to take a more pre professional approach than an intuitive approach. And when I finally just, it just, you know, wasn't feeling right. And so I think it's important to just really ask yourself, does this feel right? Whatever it is, making that sales call, making a post, whatever it is, it's like, you know, we know when something doesn't feel right. You can literally feel it in your body. You know, when you're forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do, especially in business. And that could just be like doing some kind of marketing strategy. Somebody told you to do, you start doing it and you're like, this just doesn't feel me like this doesn't, and you got to listen to that. Right. And so that's been a huge lesson actually in my business is really 
following my intuition. You know, I followed it so strongly when I read for other people and I do tarot readings and, you know, like psychic intuitive readings and mediumship, but I hadn't really learned how to integrate it into my business until like the last like six months. It's been very intentional that I integrate my intuition and I really check in with myself before I do stuff. Cause I've been there where I felt burnt out. Like I was just, it's almost like I was hustling and we live in a world that teaches you that. And so if you're not burnt out at the end of the week, if you're not working 80 hours, if you're not always like, Oh, I've been working so much, like, you know what I mean? Then you're not relevant in your industry. And that's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. I feel like I knew I wanted you on here for a reason. <laughs> I was like, I just felt so called and I'm like, I'm just going to reach out. Cause I, I, again, trusting my intuition and who I feel called to talk to these, like have these conversations about with, because I, Again, very similar journey in terms of, and even now I find myself like, as I'm stepping more into doing this full time, I'm like, oh, like, I, you know, and I, I hear my ego like, okay, well, you better really hunker down and really do the, sh- like, do the work and like, yes. and it's like, for, for what? And I've done that and I've done it where I've hustled and I've, and again, for everyone listening to this, this is such an important concept in terms of not looking to the, all of us that are on business journeys are on our own very unique path. And I think that's really important to honor. And even like, that's why keeping up with your spiritual practice is important. That's Mm -hmm. why filling up your own cup is important and taking time to channel for you and your business is important. Cause like I always say, your business is a divine co-creation between you and the universe. Like I love that up to you. So really sitting down and, and like the whole, like just channeling through, like, and Amanda taught me this and it taught us this in the business. Yeah. And it really stuck was like, mm-hmm. how can I serve? What does my ideal soulmate client need to hear today? Yes. And I use that every single morning because I'm like, yeah. and then whatever I share from there is way more impactful and feels so much better than what I was doing before. Pre- yeah pre-scheduling my posts like everyone fucking to do and now I'm like I don't even like I look back and I'm like that wasn't even really me like I don't yeah. I and again also with the coaching industry it's like if you're meeting with clients like they know who you are like I don't know why we think we have to put out this like portray this image of us that's like the perfect professional whatever right. you get on a call with me I'm gonna like swear and be like yeah yeah like I don't know why we have to hide that so I feel like yeah it's so and even what you said about like showing up on social media and being relevant and all of that stuff too it's like just let all that shit go and like what do you want to do how do you feel called to serve and like making that your priority you know yeah yeah absolutely I know I I realized too over the last few I say a few months, gosh, we're already in March again. It's like, you kind of don't even keep up with time ever since COVID. We're like, what month are we in? What year are we in? Um, but probably like somewhere around, you know, like doing the Amanda's program from then to now, there's just been oh, so much transformation. Um, but one thing I really realized was that like you were saying, your spiritual practice was my spiritual practice has to come first. Me feeling good has to come first. And I was, I was even having a conversation with someone else about this the other day, being a healer for so many years, um, as a Reiki healer, I took on this belief that I had to serve whoever came to me and, you know, I had to keep giving and like, that was my purpose was to give. And so there was a lot of times where I would be trying to fill up other people's cup when my cup was empty, thinking that I had to, because I was a light worker and I was a healer and this is, you know, God's mission for me. And it's like, I had to really, you know, dismantle that and, and release those feelings of guilt because I'm not going to be 
the best for you, the best support for you, because I can't heal you, but I can support you in your healing. Um, and I can't do that to the fullest if I'm not feeling good myself. And so it was like, you had, like, I had to realize like your spiritual practice and making sure that your cup is filled first before you, you know, go out and, and show yourself and, and share your light and your love needs to be first. It doesn't need to be second. It doesn't need to be third. It doesn't mean last. It needs to be first. So I'm very intentional with my morning routine. Um, it's very sacred for me. It's something I always do. Even if I go on vacation, like I will sneak out of the hotel and go down to the lobby. Like I went on a road trip with my dad and my sister um, like two years ago. And so every like morning I would get up and I would go somewhere in the hotel or out into the parking lot with my headphones and my journal. And I just, it's very important to me to take, even if it's like, you know, when you're on vacation, sometimes you don't have an hour maybe to sit unless you're waking up super early or you're really that intentional about it. But for me, even 15 minutes to just go down into the lobby, sit on one of the couches, put my headphones in, do a meditation, write in my journal was enough for me to feel aligned for the day versus when I don't do that or when I I wouldn't say I don't ever do that anymore. I always have my morning routine, but there was times, you know, where you miss it and you can tell, like you can feel that you didn't get aligned that day. You're more stressful. You're in a hurry. Things that normally don't really trigger you are now triggering you. Everything feels a lot heavier and more stressful. Your decision-making is foggy. Like you can feel the difference. And that's one thing to my clients. That's the first thing I get them all going on is a morning routine that works for them. So we, you know, I've, so many tools up my sleeves, like your morning routine does not have to look like mine, but let's find something that works for you. And even if it's only 10 minutes, I had a nurse who was a client. And so she didn't really have a lot of time on the days that she worked. And so her morning routine was she would breathe while the coffee was brewing. And she would like say, you know, in the kitchen by herself when, you know, it's five o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, as the coffee was brewing and getting made, she would stand there and breathe. And she would say, repeat to her things that she was grateful for. And then when she would get into her car before she went to work or when she got to work, she would, this is one of my other clients actually came up with this. So then I started sharing it with multiple clients. They would flip the little sun, the sun thing down. I don't even know what it's called. The sun thing down. You know how everyone has a mirror on that and then do eye gazing in the car right before they went into work, you know, and tell, you know, hype themselves up, tell themselves they love them. And so even like for her, that was only what, like 10 minutes she would get, but she noticed such a difference on her day. She worked the COVID floor even too. So it was very stressful for her. Um, and she could tell such a big difference on the days she didn't do that versus the days that she did. So even five to 10 minutes of filling your own cup up in the morning can be so, so powerful. What does your morning practice look like right now? I'm just curious for my own sake. So right now, so it, it changes because I do, I am someone who can't do the same things for too, too long. And then it becomes like mundane or like a chore or, or it's, I'm just, I need something different. So right now my morning routine is when I wake up, before I even get out of bed, I do a visit visualization meditation. So I go ahead and I start visualizing um, me and my highest self, my clients that I have now, the clients that are I'm calling in. I just visualize, you know, not just what I want, but also what I have now and just really feel into the gratitude of that. So I do a visualization meditation before I even get out of bed. Cause that, that time in the morning when you first wake up is when you have a really clear access to your subconscious before you go to bed and right when you wake up. So um, right when I wake up, I always do some kind of visualization meditation or a bunch of like, um, I don't want to call them affirmations, but they're more like power statements. I, Amanda might've used that word too. Power statements, money statements, love statements, 
um, where I just kind of start hyping myself up in my, literally in my bed. And then, um, and then I go into my meditation space once I get up, brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, all that good stuff. And then I do Kundalini. So right now I, I switch between Ego Eradicator and Har Har. Um, I am very into Kundalini. So I, again, I love that. Love yeah. That. Yeah. Breath work is everything. So I always have some kind of breath work right now. I'm just kind of bouncing back and forth between Ego Eradicator and Har Har. Those, those two are just my favorite. I just feel so great after I do those. So I do some kind of breath work. And then I start journaling. Um, I, sometimes I just free journal if I have things that I would just want to get out. Other times I'm writing my story or I'm, and then I'm reading it out loud. So every morning and, I, and then I connect to my why. I connect to, you know, my wife as a coach, my, my why for me and my life. I really like connect to it. I have a bunch of it written down. So sometimes I just rewrite, reread what I've already written. And then other times I rewrite it again. Like I feel like even if you're rewriting pretty much the same thing, you're really just keep, you're instilling that why more and more into your body, into your mind, into your heart. So I really connect to my why. And then I always do a prayer. Um, so asking, you know, who we can serve and all that, that was something, I think I learned it from Gabrielle Bernstein, maybe she's like a spiritual author, but I've been doing that for quite a while. Um, so I loved when Amanda brought that up in, in the business accelerator, but I always ask, you know, God's spirit, who can I serve today? How can I serve them? Where shall you have me go? Whom shall you have me speak to? What shall you have me say? I love that. So I always end with, I always end with that. Um, sometimes I call in the archangels. I'll have Archangel Michael cut some cords, depending on what I might need for that day. There's all kinds of other random things that I might throw in there. Of course, I'm always lighting sage, playing with my crystals. I have a selenite wand, so I'll cut my cords and ground my energy down for the day. But yeah, that's, it's very sacred to me. And I need, I know that that's what I need every morning. I love that so much. Yeah. So good. And it's so important. And like you said, it's so important, especially like I've, I've noticed a huge shift in terms of, cause like when I was in nursing school, for example, and I had clinical very early, I would like literally be like, I don't have to, like, I will be exhausted if I wake up at three 30 in the morning. Like I can't, yeah. my body just can't like, that's more important, but I work night shift now. So it's different. Cause now I can wake up at like two or three in the afternoon and have a two to three hour practice. So it's yeah. all, I think, finding what works really well for you. Mm -hmm. But even like you said, on the days when I do not have my morning practice, it's like, you can feel it. It's not yeah. even me. Like, I don't even, it's a whole, yeah. the whole thing. And it's, it's crazy to think that that's how we used to live. And it's like, oh. no wonder there's so many people walking around stressed out. Yes you know, not connected to who they are, angry, frustrated. And it's like, because we're getting up, we're checking. That's a, another thing I forgot to mention. I do not check my phone at all until I'm completely done with my morning routine. I do not get on social media. I do not check my emails. If people have texted me, I don't even open them up to read it. I don't want my mind um, to start soaking in the outside world. Like this is my time. This is my inner world that I'm soaking in. So I like no phone whatsoever other than to use it to play meditation. Right or music. Um, but yeah, like when you're before all of this, that's what I would do. I, my alarm would go off and I would literally like open Instagram and scroll in my bed for like 30 minutes before I would get up. And I'm like, no wonder we get up. And then we already, it's seven o'clock in the morning. We're already feeling not enough. And you know, because we just saw all these posts of all these people living these amazing lives or what, you know what I mean? And it's like, and now we're already like, it's not even 
seven o'clock in the morning and we're already feeling like shit. It is so true that that's why so much of so many people out there are like miserable is because they don't even understand or maybe this hasn't been introduced to them before. Like, yeah. Like the like importance of a morning practice or what have you. So I think that's also something just to keep in mind whenever you come into contact with somebody who frustrates you or is, is triggering is like loving them and sending them love, but also just knowing like that they're doing the best that they can. Yeah. And it's like that self-compassion for, you know, yeah. and yourself. So absolutely. Because I didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up with any of this stuff. Oh, I didn't grow oh, up learning either. about self-love. I did not grow up learning about nope. awareness. I did not grow up learning about how to ground yourself. Like I did not grow up, grow up learning about any of this. I grew up in a, in a very like religious mm. background kind of. And it was, it was all about that. It was not about us personally, you know, and I'm not saying that that's what religion does. It's just, that's my experience with it. And so I didn't grow up learning how to love myself, how to be with my emotions, how to protect my energy, like, you know, at all. So this has all been through coaches and just my own self. I have read so many books, listened to so many podcasts, like, you know, I'm sure everyone, as soon as we get on that spiritual journey, we're like on our computers, we're finding everyone we can follow and listen to and read all the things. So it's a lot of my own journey has been self-taught other than, you know, some of the coaches, mentors, and programs that I have been in that have helped stretch me even more. Um, But yeah, that's another thing about like finding the compassion for people is like, we're not taught a lot of this stuff. You know, we're not taught how important self love is, how important our energy is. Like this is the shit they need in schools. Like, you know what I mean? More mindfulness because otherwise we're not taught that until we hit a boiling point. Cause I think most people that find some kind of spiritual or mindful path, they hit a boiling point, whether it was physically from an illness or an injury or emotionally, or sometimes all of it, you know, it's like when we finally hit that boiling point, now we're ready to, to be like, okay, there has to be another way. But it's like, it doesn't have to get, be like that. We don't have to hit the boiling point in order to find another way. Right. Or for way. that to be like your excuse or like your, you know what I mean? Reason to start living a different life. And I think yeah. I, I also did not grow up in a very, at all spiritual or like personal <laughs> growth driven family. And it's funny because like I, now that I'm older, like my parents read personal growth books now and like all this stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, am I just noticing that now? Because like, I'm in the whole, like I'm in this whole world or like have my, cause I'm still living with everyone with all of them. So that's another thing is like protecting my energy. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning is like, do not like my, my door is locked don't come in until I'm done type of thing because like it's and even sometimes with my boyfriend I'm like I love you but I need to go get this done like I can't you know what I mean so just setting the boundary there in your relationships but yeah no I did not grow up with people telling me anything about self-love or yeah like following my intuition like it was always you just do it this way because it's been done this way and I'm really challenging everyone's belief system right now in my life with leaving nursing to pursue my business and like thinking a way that is so different than everyone else. But I'm like, this is like, this is how, this is the truth. Like, this is like yes. the ultimate truth. You know what I mean? So it's just being that, I think it can be feel really uncomfortable and really scary to like step out of that box that you've been in for so long. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, there's so much waiting for you on the other side, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's like, I feel like the ways that people used to do things are fading out and especially yeah as we're moving now into the new age of Aquarius, which that could be like a whole other talk. It's like, we're learning a different way 
um, to do things, to, to do business, to relate to one another, because Age of Aquarius is all about community. It's all about, you know, um, more like spiritually aligned. And so it's like a lot of the old ways I really feel like are starting to move out and, you know, our generations, even the generations before us, it's, you can see how they trigger the older, the older generations, you know, like, why do they do stuff that way? We didn't do it that way. But sometimes, you know, it's like, you almost have to sit and like, really like maybe look back at some history stuff and ask yourself, was that even working for them? You know what I mean? Like, did that even work for them? Just because that's the way things have always been done. You go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you work 80 hours. It's like, does that mean it was always the, I don't want to say the right way, but the, the most aligned way, the most loving way, the way that makes you feel good about yourself, you know, because mental health is such a huge, oh, yeah. huge issue, you know, in the world right now. And I think the pandemic, you know, one of the blessings that came from that is a lot of people had to start looking at things differently, whether they wanted to take a more I don't want to, you know, say spiritual for people who maybe don't resonate with that, but whether they wanted to take a more spiritual path or not, it's like pandemic kind of pushed a lot of people in that direction to really start looking within themselves because when everything around you gets stripped and the rug gets pulled from out from underneath your feet, all you have is yourself and your connection to God or a higher power or, you know, something of that sort. And so that's, that should be the foundation though. We shouldn't have to wait until the rug gets pulled out from me from underneath our feet to find that foundation. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I feel like even collectively, like, like all of us with everything with the pandemic, it's very similar to like, if you had, like you said, an illness or an injury or something that like knocked you off your feet and everything in your life just stopped for a minute. Like in that quiet moment is when you start like, oh, like, do I even really enjoy what I'm doing? Is there another way that I can do this? Like, it's just, that's how things start to, to shift. Yes. Form. So yes, those are so powerful huge, questions. A huge blessing. I think. Yes. Personally. Yes. Yeah. And those questions asking yourself, does this work for me? Do I feel good about this? Like, those are such powerful questions that can lead everyone mm. to something more aligned with with who they are like those questions can really lead you in a more purposeful direction if if we become more intentional about asking ourselves that and that's one thing like i mentioned earlier in this podcast about my business i had to really ask myself do these ways and strategies and things that i'm doing does this work for me does this actually make me feel good when i realized no it's you know it's not i don't really think it is working for me because i'm not feeling good about it you know, I'm feeling like I'm working a lot. I'm feeling unappreciated, you know, and it started triggering some of my own, you know, old things of feeling unworthy and not seen. And so I absolutely sat with some of that. But I think, you know, too, it's not so much about, you know, when something triggers you to start asking those questions, um, I don't think sometimes it's so much about the trigger as it is about removing yourself from the things that are always, that, that do trigger you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where it's like, you've got to heal that trigger. It's not, it's not them. It's you. It's like, no, I think we can just, I can remove myself from the strategy. I can remove myself from doing these actions. I can remove myself from showing up in this way because it triggers me and it's not healthy and I don't feel good. And it's like not your fault. It's like not your fault that you don't, and you know what I mean? Like in situations like that where, because I feel like a lot of times it's like that shame of like, but that's just how it's supposed to be. And what's wrong with me? Because it doesn't feel good for me. And then like you said, like, oh, well, what is it triggering inside of me? And like, blah, 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 whatever. But it's like, it's like remove yourself from the toxic situation. Yeah. What it is. And even like from a perspective of 
when all of your time is spent doing shit that you hate, of course you don't have time to start doing the things that you enjoy or even know like what that is. Like even in business, like I, I've noticed a huge, there was a moment where I was like, all right, the way that I'm doing this just is no longer working sort of like how you're explaining. Like, and I just had to take a moment and be like, like, like you said, I always say if it's, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Like you can't keep You can't I say be- that, but it, it, I say fuck. If it's not a fuck, yes, it's a fuck now. <laughs> I like that <laughs> even more. I might have to use that. I love that. I, um, love that. <laughs> I know. Well, and I think it can be scary too for your ego to be like, because you see, because my, my whole experience has been, I would see people who had already been having, like running their business for years and years and were doing this full time and they were really successful with it. And I didn't replicate in terms of the content, but I would definitely start doing things the way that they had done it because I'm thinking, oh, if they, if she's where I want to be, you know, yeah. and the things that she's done, I'm going to do that. And then I'll just get there. And yeah. the universe was like, like this is not how no. this works. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would try it and it was just like crickets. And I'm like, what? And I was, yes. I would be so frustrated and I would keep trying. Yep. I'd say, I need to work harder. And why isn't this working? And yep. then I just had this moment of clarity of like, not working because it's not in alignment like stop doing this shit yeah. and after I let that go and I just do like literally whatever I feel called to in my business like and that's kind of been a something that I'm learning how to balance right now is like following the intuitive but also like sticking with some sort of like practical uh foundation in terms of yeah launching things and like getting my workout. So I've been trying to go off of like 90 day chunks. So like, I'll say like, you know, what do I want to achieve in the next 90 days of my business? Like goal oriented. And then like, okay, dear universe, angels, gods, guides, higher self, like show me what I can do. Please guide me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I know I'm, am too. I, it's funny. Cause I, I don't do 90 days. That's cool. That's cool though. I'm like, I'm a, now my, my wheels are turning like 90 days, but I do, I do a month. Um, and so same, and I'll, you know, I'll make myself, I don't want to say to-do list cause it's not stuff I have to do. It's stuff that I know I'm going to want to do, but like launch, you know, a podcast every week, send out these, yeah. you know, a newsletter every week or whatever it is. And then show up on, you know, on Instagram when you, f- I feel like for me, I've had to really re, um, reform, I guess that would be my relationship with Instagram because that same, how you were saying like, Oh, that's how they're doing it. So I'm going to do it. I kind of took that too. And it's funny because Tony Robbins, you know, always says, if you want to be somewhere in your business, follow someone who is there, study them and follow their footsteps. And that's great advice. I just took it a little too seriously. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I started doing things that I felt like wasn't really my way of doing it. And you know, I had a mentor once that was like, when you don't, when you, when you're moving through your own stuff, you should get on social media and talk about it. And so, and I totally saw, you know, where they were coming from by saying that. But for me, when I'm moving through something, I don't always want to talk about it. Sometimes I do, and I would go on, but then I started pushing myself to continue talking about the things that were coming up for me. And it just like crickets kind of almost. And then you're like, wow, it's just so vulnerable and nothing's like landing people. And I think it's because I was forcing myself to talk about things that I was still healing and integrating myself. And I think that's super important for all coaches is like everything, the things, or this is what I'm learning for myself, um, is not everything is something you're supposed to teach. The things that you go through is not always something you're going to teach. Sometimes it's just for you. You know what I mean? It's not, it's 
like, and I had this belief that everything I was going through, I had to talk about it. I had to be vulnerable. I had to share, I had to teach about it. I had to, sh- you know, tell everybody what I was learning. And it just wasn't really sitting with me. The only times now that I do that is when I actually feel called when I'm like this, I want to share this. Otherwise, let, I'm going to go through it. And I don't need to put myself up on social media talking about it all the time when it's not really in alignment with what I want to do, you know? Yeah. And then like when that, I stopped doing like that boundary too of like, yes, just like, I don't know. Cause I feel like social media is such a, I've also had a very funky relationship. <laughs> all have. And I feel like even like the fact that we were both like, yeah, we definitely took that way too seriously with like the Tony Robbins advice. Like, I think it's a very natural thing in the very beginning of business. Cause you're like, yeah. you have nothing, you have nothing to go off of. Like you're just kind of like yeah. throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what's yeah. next. You just don't. Yeah. And I, I have kind of, I don't want to say built this resentment, but I just feel like, and again, even just, this is a reminder to me as well as like, if it, and in terms of posting, I really share everything that I feel called to, but when it comes to like, it, like engaging with people and getting on and like, whatever it, that feels very forced right now. And yeah. I don't know, it's something that I'm navigating at this time, but I also like you, I really like what you said about like, not everything you're going through needs to be shared because like yeah. it's a very vulnerable time and like, mm-hmm. that might not be a safe space and like, that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And there might be more that you're learning and integrating and maybe it is something you are going to share, but not right now. Maybe wait until you fully get to the other side of something. Okay. And then there are times where you are going through something. You're not on the other side, but what you're going through now, you know, can help something. So you're like, okay, I'm going to share this. Like, yeah, I'm still going through it, but you know, I feel like this can actually help someone. Yeah. Those times, yes, go for it. But if you feel like, oh, I should, you know, I need to share this because this is what I'm going through. And you know, and you're not fully on the other side of it, then maybe sit with it until you are. But yeah, I just feel like as healers and coaches, we don't always have to teach and share everything that we're going through. That even goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like filling up your own cup. Because the whole like teacher, healer, guide, coach energy is like very like give and give and give Mm -hmm. and give. And it's like, well, you got to keep something for yourself. Like you're going to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think too, for me, the whole following closely, I think too, I did that and I would follow a lot of, you know, different people that where I saw it was working for them and they were doing much a lot like what I wanted to do. And because I think that I didn't feel good enough or maybe smart enough or resourceful enough to do things my way. It's like, well, I have to do it their way because they've already scaled six figures or they've already done this, or they've already done that. They're already, you know, they already have a massive following on Instagram, whatever it may be. And so it's like, I felt like I had to follow them because they've already gotten there and that works. And I don't know how to get there. So why am I going to, I'm not good enough to make my own rules about it. And over the last month, it's like, I just kind of blew the lid off and I was like, no, fuck it. I'm doing this my way now, like my way. And I almost was like, I'm just going to play with it. If it doesn't work this, my way of just doing what I want to do when I want to do it, then I'll sit down and regroup and, and, you know, call in spirit and see if there's another strategy or, or path to take but right now I'm just kind of in this whole like intuitive, like I'm just doing it my fucking way. I like that. I have a like, month, like I said, I plan out month ahead, but I'm not 
getting too far in the future for me because then I get too attached to that. And then when it, when I, when I feel like it's not going in that way, then I start getting all, you know, and so I'm like, let me just like go super intuitive about this and just see what happens. Maybe this is a process that's going to come through me that I'm going to end up teaching later. Maybe again, it's just something for myself, but either way, I'm going to do things my way now because I've been following in the footsteps of other people for so long. And I have compared myself to people my entire life. That was something from childhood, you know, and it's like, I fuck all of that. I want to just be me and do things my way for once and actually believe that I can stand on my own two feet and do yeah. this. Yeah. You know? oh, I love that so much. What is, I'm just curious, what has that been looking like for you in terms of, you said you set goals once a month and then in terms of like, like just for, I feel like I'm just, I feel like I hear my, my listeners in my mind saying, okay, but like what, like there's gotta be some sort of like structure or some way that that look, like, how does that look in terms of, knowing what you want. And I, I want to talk to you too about manifesting and manifestation and all of that as well. Cause I feel like that's it just yeah. mind. Um, but balance, like not balancing, but how, like, you know what you want, you set your goal. What does that tend to look like in terms of receiving the intuitive guidance, taking action on that and like take, cause obviously action is important, right? So it's like, yeah. how do you balance the two? I guess is my question. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, so at the beginning of the year, I did make a whole yearly, you know, a yearly plan and kind of broke it up into quarters. And then every month I kind of just check in with myself. Um, and I do make, you know, like how many podcasts do I want to aim to launch, you know, this week or how many newsletters do I want to send out? I don't get detailed though about that though. I'm not like, I'm going to launch a podcast about this, this, and this, and I'm gonna write newsletters about this, this, and this. I just set the goals that these are what I'm going to do because I, I love writing. I'm a yeah. huge writer and I love talking. Talking, I could talk forever. And this is a part, you know, I love, and I love being able to give out free things to people too, as well, you know? Um, and so then that's where the intuition comes in. So I know what I'm going to do this month. I know that I've got newsletters I'm going to send out. I've got podcasts I'm going to record. Um, you know, I've got whatever else that, you know, the, the clients that I'm already working with, the, the goal or, you know, the goal that I have set for how many of our new clients I might want to sign on. Um, since I do still do stuff with Reiki. So sometimes some months it's like, oh, I'm going to welcome in like this past month, I, you know, opened up three spots to train people. And so it's like those kind of things sometimes are different each month. Um, but then I let the intuition come in. So then I write the newsletter intuitively. I do the podcast intuitively. I don't know the themes of, of it necessarily. Sometimes like I do, like, I'm like, I have to do a podcast over this. Okay. I'm going to do that Wednesday, you know, but not every time. And I think for me trying to force myself to have specifics like that, like, okay, Wednesday, I'm going to launch a podcast over this next Wednesday. I'm going to launch a podcast over this. I might not be in alignment with that message, or I might not want to talk about that by next Wednesday. I might have something way more profound that's coming through me that I want to speak about. So that's where I let my intuition kind of guide me. It's like, I set the, the practical, the steps that, you know, things that I need, not me, I don't want to say need, but things I want to do for my business. The things are help and then I let my intuition kind of guide me on what exactly I do with that and how I'm going to do that. I love that. Yeah. That no, makes I, sense. And I, I, lo I even just love the whole thing with like, all, and I literally wrote down like in the notes that I'm taking of this, like, just like intuitive content creation is almost what yes. it sounds like. It's just like letting it flow. Cause like, again, I was somebody who was, was taught back in the day when I first started my business, like, oh, well, you have to be post like posting consistently on social media or else people are going to forget about you and you're going to become yep. irrelevant and all of this lack bullshit, which is why I'm so passionate about like being in the space of intuitive business and like 
knowing that we all get to have everything we want and my success does not take away from your success or any other. And it's like holding space for like all of us to shine in our brightest like light. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just love that. And I love that it's not super like scripted essentially hear people who say, and again, it, neither one is right or wrong. It's just, this is what resonates most for me at least. And for you, as we're speaking on this, mm-hmm. like, but you hear people say like, if you're launching this program in three months, then you have to be posting content up until then that's in alignment with that thing. And, but, and I'm like, that takes so much energy away from me to have to like, think uh, yeah. and then like when it's there you just put in all that hard work and that program doesn't even align anymore like yeah. that's at least what I had experienced and I'm like god and like you said just blow the fucking lid off like I'm sick yeah. of this like yeah there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a different way yeah and that's funny you say that because that's just I just actually pulled a group coaching um last like a week ago like oh like a few days before it was about to launch I actually was like I, I knew I was being called to pull it I think like a week or two before, but again, all, most of the mentors or people that I followed prior that have helped me in business is like, you don't pull anything. Like that's just your fear, like whatever, like don't pull it. You have to keep going. And originally I was super, super excited uh, about launching this group coaching. It was a very like next level, um, container. However, I was, I'm still, and I still am because this was just what, like a week ago that I pulled it. Um, I'm still very much integrating a lot of the work that I was putting into this container. And so there was always something, even when I, even though I was really excited because I could see the evidence in my life of all of the stuff that's, that's happening for me. And so I was super excited to teach it. And again, that like goes back to, you know, not everything is meant to be shared and maybe not everything's meant to be shared right away. And so there was always something that wasn't, that just wasn't sitting with me, you know, but I was like, well, I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I've already worked worked on this. Like I've already been told by like a mentor that I need to be doing this. And, and so I just kept pushing it and kept, you know, getting on my, my stories and talking about it and getting on social media and talking about it. And ironically, not that there, I, no judgment to, um, at all, but the, the potential clients that were coming in for it, oh, someone flying around, sorry. Um, the potential <laughs> clients that were coming in for it were not my ideal clients. And I say that with so much love and compassion um, yeah. because everybody is where they are on their journey. And I think it's important to know that not every coach can help you with where you are on your journey. Um, there is a level and a degree that, you know, people need to be at in order to work with certain coaches, you know, and Amanda talks about this all the time, like, you know, with her and a lot of her high, high level stuff. And so the women that were potentially coming to me, I knew were not, were not the, the ideal clients that I wanted for this. Um, and it was just all very inconsistent. There was a lot of money stuff with, with the, with them coming to me. And, you know, my payments was like two things, pay in full or this payment option. That's it. There's no, you know, I'm can't string all these different options for people to try If you don't have the money, quite frankly, you're not here yet and that's okay. Maybe when it relaunches, you know, in the summer or whatever, you'll be there and that's great. You know, maybe this can help you. And it's, um, it's great too, because me speaking about this, cause I kind of felt like I didn't know how to speak about it. Cause I'm absolutely not coming from a place of judgment, but I think right. as a coach, you have to be, be clear on the women you want to work with or the men, whoever it is, you have to be clear on the clients that you want to work with. And you have to be willing to, 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 I don't want to say like reject, but you have to be willing to say no to the ones who you know are not in alignment with, with the um, container or the program that you're offering. Yeah. And, um, and so ultimately I just finally 
I felt like that was kind of a sign too, that there was something energetically not aligning because of the potential clients that were coming in for it. I just was not feeling an alignment with them. And that's been a pattern for me in the past is to, to, to kind of just be so open and willing to help anybody and like, okay, let's figure out how we can make this payment. You can pay on this and this and like, no, I'm just like, that's not me anymore. I don't do that with coaches. When I invest, like I just invested in another program um, with Carissa Johnson. I don't know if you know of her. She's, so. she's awesome too. And um, yeah, she's great. So I just invested in another program with her last night. And I just like, it was like hearing her talk about it on her live and I love her energy and I love like her teachings and stuff. And so I've already, you know, resonated with her energy. And then she's like, I'm launching this new program before she could even say what it was about. Like she could have been like, I'm talking about turtles. And I probably would be like, I'm just signing up because your, your energy is that amazing, yes, yes. you know, but before she could even say what it was, how much it costs, I was like, I'm signing up and like went to the link and like just signed up immediately. And that's how I am with coaches. Like every coach I've ever had, whether it's in business or like I do Krav Maga, like health, like yeah. I just, like, I'm doing it. Here's the money. Let's go. And so when those weren't the clients that were coming in with me, I was like, okay, I don't know if this is, that's, you know, I had to sit with that. Like, is this, a, you know, is this mirroring me? And then I was like, no, I'm not like that. I know that that's not a mirror of that, but this is telling me that this is not like, I'm not, this isn't what I'm supposed to be launching right now. And you kind of knew this before, but you pushed yourself to do it anyways. Cause you thought that's what you should be doing, you know, all of that. And so this is what happens when you don't follow when you don't follow your heart, when you don't listen to your intuition. And so that was kind of a big awakening for me. Um, and it was really, it was really beautiful though, because I was not upset about it. I did not feel like a failure. I did not feel rejected or like, I'm not good enough. Like it was like almost kind of like, I was like, breathe. breathe. Like I don't have to keep doing something that I know I'm not being called to do right this moment. I'm still integrating all of this work so deeply and I will be more of a powerful coach with this work once I completely get through the other side of it. And yeah. so, yeah, I just had, I just had that happen with, within my business. Um, I, I didn't follow my intuition and, and, and then that's what ended up that's happening. Say, and then the sign comes to, and then things, and I, I, I'm in a law of attraction life coaching certification right now. And I am like learning, a, like just integrating more and refreshing my, my own study and my own teaching and everything. But I, uh, like the, the one phrase that's really stuck with me is like, if it's, if it's, if it's flowing, like let it, like if it's flowing, it's a go. Like if it's, if it's yeah. working, it's a go. And if it's not, then it's not time yet, or it's not the right thing for you or whatever. And even like, no, and I think that's a very, I'm very glad that you just shared that about the clients and everything, because I think it's so important to talk about and like just shed light on, especially for people who are newer in the coaching industry mm -hmm. or for anyone who's listening to this, who's like dreaming of starting their coaching business or is extra starting to do it. Like when you're in the very beginning, it can feel like, I just want to help everyone. And yeah. sometimes if you're not careful, that energy, like it, it's not in alignment and you're, you don't know that yet because you're excited about the coaching. And again, every like everything's happening in perfect timing. And I'm very, like a very fun believer in that. But I also have, I've had to, I don't even want to say, say no to people, but it's been just kind of this energetic mismatch between people mm -hmm. who were like, I want to work with you or people who are like, and whatever. And it's just like, it either wasn't the right, right time or like, I'm not the right coach for you. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. So even just acknowledging that, like, that doesn't make you a bad person for saying no to someone or, you know, it's just, if it's not flowing, like, it's just not, a, it's not a go, like it's not yeah. time to go yet. So yeah. I think that's, 
and energy work, I'm like, I, I'm doing a money course right now with my clients and I'm like, it's so much more than just the actual physical thing in your life. Like with money being the topic, like the energy yeah. is so fucking important. And if yeah. the energy is not like, you got to think about things in terms of energy and like, this exactly. is a prime example. Yeah. And I feel like when you're in lack mindset, you will jump hurdles with your clients to get them to pay because you want the money too. like, yes, you want to coach them, but it's also potential money that's coming in. And so you'll jump through hurdles with them for their payment, or maybe they're just flaky and they're inconsistent and they take forever to get the contract back and, you know, and you will put up with it. Right. because you just want them to sign that contract and pay you and have it, have a client. And I get that because especially when you're first starting off, you just want clients. So like, I'll jump through hoops for you. I don't care. Just work with me. But I think at some point, like you have to understand the energy of it because those clients that you're jumping through hoops for aren't, that's, that's your sign right there that it's not an energetic match. And it's not anything about bad about you or bad about them. Right. It's just not an energetic match. Right. You know? Um, and maybe it's, it's financially not an energetic match. Maybe they really, you know, they, I don't like to say the word can't afford, but maybe they're not in a place to spend that amount of money. So there's another coach somewhere else that maybe they're more comfortable spending that, whatever it may be. Um, my work is also very deep and the women, I mean, I think any coach's work is deep and, you know, like, you know, if they're not doing the work, it's not going to work. We cannot heal them for them. We cannot do the work for them. Um, but my work is very deep that I do and it's very intentional. It's very purposeful. So the women that I work with are a fuck yes. There's no questions about it. They can be scared. That's fine. They can, you know, have all kinds of shit with them. That's fine. But so long as they're like, fuck yes, I'm in this. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to level up. I'm ready to, to heal this, these old patterns and just get this shit out of my body. I'm ready. Let's do it. Like that's the energy that that's the energy that I work with because that's the energy that I'm in, you know? And so I feel like it's super important to remember that, like you said, like it's, it's all an energy thing. If it's not flowing, it's not an alignment. It doesn't mean anything bad about them. doesn't mean anything bad about you. It's just, that's not an alignment for you. And if you can, the quicker you can just kind of move on from that. And, you know, I don't want, like, again, you don't want to say no or reject them, but just, you know, move on from that. The quicker your actual ideal client or your actual soulmate client can come in. And when I pulled my coaching program, then I had like three soulmate clients come in and it was like, okay, <laughs> okay, universe, I'm fucking hearing right. you now. <laughs> I hear you now. Like, you know, and it was a very powerful moment for me too, um, to, to just, you know, state my truth in that and say, you know, I don't think this is a match and, yeah. and, and move on. Yeah. Right. No. And I, there was something else that I was going to say with that, like in terms of brand new coaches and like just being in that energy of like, I'll work with anyone and everyone who I like, whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I just want to remind people the more I always say, if we try to help everyone, we cannot help anyone. Like, anyone. Yeah. It's very important to get very crystal clear on who you're serving, what they struggle with, what their goals are, because you're not going to be for everyone. And that's, that's beautiful. Like, that's how, like, that's how, you know, you're doing something right is when you ruffle some feathers is what I always yes. like. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't know, especially people's opinion in terms of like your in-person reality and not just in your business. Like people are looking at you like, what do you mean you have a, like a coaching business? What does that even mean? Like, like tell them, but it's like, don't even go into it. Like <laughs> I, I really had to set, I really had to set a boundary of like, like I, I briefly discuss it and then I like have to like walk away because I'm like, I, I'm going to waste so much energy trying to like explain this to somebody who just doesn't understand and doesn't want yeah. to. Yeah. 
So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I there was something else that I was gonna say and now I'm losing it, but that's okay. No, um, you know, when I first did a business program, like my first like online business school yeah. that I did before, and it wasn't strictly for coaching, it was like a business, you know, any small kind of business, online business, it was all for, yeah. for business. Um, that was the main thing that, you know, she kept saying is, you know, if you're for everybody, you're for nobody, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, like, you know, you have to dial in, you know, and she used a great example of the woman who came up with spandex. Like she came up with spandex for women who wanted to keep everything in, like, you know, was very specific about it. And like, she blew spandex is faint. I don't want to say famous, but you know what I mean? Like worldwide, like it blew up. And so and as coaches, if we try to be for everyone, and I struggled with that when I first launched my coaching, I didn't want to dial down. I remember I met with a coach, um, like a clarity call kind of with a coach and, you know, to discuss if we would be a good fit. And so she was like, okay, so who do you coach? And I was like, well, women that have fear and women that have this and da 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 And she was like, oh, you don't have a niche. And I was like, yeah, I do. Like, Women, women who need to heal. She's like, do you understand how broad that is? Like, everyone what? needs to heal. Yeah, everyone. Right? No, I remember. I was I like, but I can help any. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. And it was, yeah. I didn't want to dial it down because I thought that was actually going to limit the people that I could serve, and it doesn't. What it does is it it gets that crystal clear tunnel for those who need that specific healing right. to come to you. Absolutely. But when you're, I feel like when it's like so broad. It, it's too, it's such a big, it's such a big tunnel. They, they're going to get lost in it. They don't know where to find you. But when you right. dial in, you dial that tunnel down to a crystal clear, whoop, right. Right. they can come find you. But it is, I, I totally get how it's like, you don't want to dial it down because right. you don't want to, you know, cut off anyone you could serve. But it's right. like, yeah, if you, if you try to be for everyone, you're going to, you're going to be for no one. Right. And then you like resent, you'll have resentment towards like clients and your coaching yep. in general because you're like you're showing up for calls with people who you really don't want to work with but you're not specific enough so mm-hmm. these are the people that are coming to you and like one last thought and then we can wrap it up just because I could talk all day long but I feel like in terms of this like I had a very similar story with feeling like when I first started my first okay very first start of my business was with Beachbody so I was like wellness coaching and then I left okay. the network marketing world and was like very like you know, I want to do self-love and confidence coaching was like my thing. And I'm like, and I went through James Wedmore's business by design program. And he, in that talks about like nailing your niche. And I'm actually revisiting that training because I want to like get even more specific. And, um, he was like, if you talk about like self-love and he's naming self-love confidence. And he's like, what he's like, people don't know what that means. And I'm like, but like, that's what I want to do. Like, and I, and I, it really challenged my thinking and I'm so glad that I, we also have to trust the people that we feel called to invest in because I feel like you always get the messages that you need to hear from the people you feel called to. Um, But after that moment, I was like, you know what? I really want to help people start businesses. Like that's what I like intuitively led helping women get paid to do what they love and to share their gifts with the world. Like that is like my heart and soul. And, but again, if it, but I help people with self-love and confidence right? And within all of that context, it's like the umbrella. Right. Yes. So, but it, but from, it's more so from like the client perspective of like, say my coaching or somebody else. So one coach has like self-love and confidence and the other coach has helping you get paid to do what you love and share your gifts with the world. The people that want to start businesses are going to naturally go to that person. Like exactly. they're clear about their, they have that clarity. So that's really, yeah. it's more yeah. so, And I think just for anyone listening to this, just because you're niching down doesn't mean you have to like not 
teach certain things. Like it's just like almost like the marketing side of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what people, how, how you're calling in your ideal client. So, yeah. Yeah, I know that was same for me because a big part of my work is helping women heal their inner child. Because in for me that that is that is the gateway to really awaken the divine feminine, and so the divine feminine that's she's she is confident. She's all of that. She's the umbrella of it all, you know. Um, and I was really like about you know are people going to know what inner child healing is? Like if I like make it clear, like I help women heal their inner child and reclaim their divinity so they can spiritually level up their lives. Like if I dial in on that or you know people don't know what inner child healing is like oh and it's like wait the women that are going to come to your ideal clients know exactly what the fuck inner child healing is and that they know that they need it they know that they have you know programming and conditioning from their upbringing which we all do like i think inner child healing needs to be talked about and needs to be in the umbrella of everybody's work um but yeah it's like the women who need that that's they're going to come to me specifically because that's what they want right Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. What a powerful way to end it. Just like, bam. I know. <laughs> bam. Uh, so tell everybody just like where they can find you, what you have coming up, what you're working on right now, anything you feel called to share. Yeah. Okay. So um, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Tianli Healing and it's T-I-A-N-N-L-E-E Healing. And then same for my website, which is just www.tanleyhealing.com. And, you know, it's, it's funny, like what, what we've got coming up. Um, I do think I will be relaunching um, Spiritual Gangsters in the summer, or I'm going to turn it into um, an online course. So again, that's where you, I let my intuition lead me. I know it's, it's going to be resurfacing again, but I'm going to let my intuition lead me to, do I want to do it live as a group coaching or do I want it? Cause I have the workbook and the content, everything already, you know, done, or do I want to turn it into an online course now? Um, so that will be coming up, but right now my heart is really with my one-on-ones. I love to get like, I mean, just seeing how much we, you know, just through this interview, like we're able to connect and go deeper. And so I really love that time and space with my one-on-ones because I feel like I can go a lot deeper with them. And I love the connections that I make um, through one-on-one. I really, I connect with, with women through group coaching. I did two group coachings last year, three. Um, but I really love the one-on-ones and the intimate. So that is, that's kind of my aim right now is to really just focus and grow my one-on-ones. That's beautiful. Yeah. And for everyone, I will link everything below in the show notes so you guys can go and connect with her. Um, thank you again so much for coming on. I yeah, you're welcome. I love this conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs>